0: Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is from the 11th chapter of Romans, beginning at the 33rd verse, and can be found on page 1763 of your Pew Bible. Oh, the depths of the, of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Here ends the second reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter beginning at the 13th verse. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, Grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Even though I am the son of a pastor, I have been blessed throughout my life to have been taught and influenced by many other pastors as well. One particular pastor I I wish to call to mind is a youth pastor I, I I was privileged to know during my early teens, who during one particular sermon preached something that I found intriguing, perhaps even a little troubling, where he said that even though he had received a great theological education in in preparation for becoming a pastor, during all the time that he was studying, during all the time that he was acquiring knowledge for becoming a pastor, he said over and over, but I didn't know God. With hindsight, of almost 30 years later, I can can actually understand and identify with what he said, because I too can honestly and sincerely say that there was a period of time, perhaps even longer than I have realized, where I too had great knowledge but didn't know God. I was able to learn quite a bit about theology, about, I was able to learn quite a bit of information about, about God, about the history and development of the church, about the different denominations, but I didn't know God. I was able to look at a Bible passage, to be able to study it, and to be able to articulate the social, moral, political, and theological implications of the passage, but I didn't know God. I was able to articulate the various p- theological and social positions of various denominations, and whatever denomination I happened to be part of at the time, but I didn't know God. I was able to, to with, with varying degrees of competency, refute those whom I believed were in error, but I didn't know God. I knew a lot about God. I knew a lot about the Christian religion, but I didn't know God. And it has been in the last few years, as circumstances of my life have sort of changed changed things in ways which I did not expect, and which I also alluded to in, in the sermon last week, that I have come to realize that there is a difference between knowing about God, and knowing God personally. And in these last few years, by the grace of God, he has been able to bring me back to where I was when I was a child and when when I was an adolescent, where I really, again, being raised as the son of a pastor in a very devout home, certainly was, was able to to know God personally. And again, it has been through circumstances where God has led me away from wanting to acquire knowledge about God and get to know him again personally. One of the things that I have learned and experienced in getting to know God personally is that he is frequently unpredictable. Unpredictable. As St. Paul reminds us in today's second reading, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? In other words, who knows what God is thinking? God is frequently unpredictable. We don't know what God is up to a lot of the time. And guess what? That's actually a really comforting thing. The fact that God is frequently unpredictable, the fact that he is frequently working behind the scenes a lot of the time, the fact that what he is doing is frequently unclear, but that he always knows what he's doing. Everything God is doing is working out for us according to his purpose. Everything that God is doing right now, is eventually going to work out the way he wants it to. And we see this throughout the Bible, where his doings are frequently incomprehensible. It isn't always clear what he's doing a lot of the time. But ultimately, everything he does culminates and climaxes in one grand purpose and design, that grand purpose being to save us. Everything he did throughout the Old Testament was ultimately leading up to Jesus coming to earth. Jesus, Jesus himself is the expression of God's unpredictability. Jesus did something completely unpredictable to save us, namely, he died on a cross. But then he did something even more unpredictable. He rose again from the dead. All of these are ways that God has demonstrated his unpredictability, but where it has ultimately culminated in a grand design and plan. Again, his grand design and plan has been to save us. As St. Paul reminds us once again, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. The greatest gift of his riches is salvation. And as one commentator puts it, John Stott, to be, to be precise, it immensely enriches those to whom it is given. God is sovereign. God reigns supreme. He is almighty. God is sovereign and inscrutable he might be what he is doing behind the scenes may be unclear but he is certainly not invisible he is actually he is actually visible in jesus jesus is god personified jesus is god in the flesh jesus is god who is fully revealed. Jesus is God who has revealed himself in person. In today's first reading from Exodus, even before God frees his people from slavery in Egypt, he promises to reveal himself in person. He also says that even that he has revealed his name as God Almighty But he has not yet revealed himself as the Lord, as Adonai, or as the the name that normally in Hebrew is so sacred that it is not to be pronounced. But nevertheless, he still promises to reveal himself in person. He has revealed himself in Jesus, and he has revealed himself as God Almighty. In the original Hebrew, the word, the term for God Almighty is El Shaddai, which is translated as God Almighty, but is also translated as God who is enough. God who is enough, God who is plenty for us. God also promises to remember us. He says that he remembered the promise made, he made with his people, and so he was going to free them from slavery in Egypt. Just like much later on, God remembered us and each and every person in the world, and so he sent his son to die and rise again. Even though we may, others may seem to forget us, God does not forget us. Because God is with us in person, right here, right now. The power of Jesus is present with us, right here, right now. And brothers and sisters, this is not mere information. This is the truth. God is here with us in person, right here, right now. Jesus has revealed himself. As God who is enough. God who is sufficient. God who is everything the world needs. God who is Messiah, Christ, and El Shaddai in the flesh. God who is the answer to all the world's problems. God who is the answer to all of our questions. God who is the answer to all of our doubts and uncertainties. God who is the answer, who is sufficient for all of our troubles. God who is sufficient and who is plenty whenever we need any kind of help. God who is sufficient and who is plenty for us. As long as we have God... And as long as God has us, we have everything we need. As long as God is with us, as long as God is providing for us, we have everything we need. And the truth that we can not only know, but also truly experience personally, is that God is always with us. There have been many times that I'm sure many of you can be able to testify where you have known and you have experienced that God has been with you and he is with you. Jesus is God in person. Jesus is God fully revealed and he reveals who the true God is in person. Jesus is God who remembers us, who always has us in mind, and who is willing to help us and save us at all times. Jesus is our brother and our kinsman redeemer, the same kind of, re- the same kind of redeemer whom God promises whom God promises, who, who, whom God promises to, to use to redeem his people in Exodus. Jesus is our brother and our kinsman-redeemer who bought us from bondage. God is a mystery. What God does is mysterious. Yet Jesus makes the solution to the mystery loud and clear. He makes the solution to the mystery. What is God doing? Plain and clear. If we are ever unsure about what God is doing... All we need to do is trust him and follow him. Next week, we will learn more about what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to take up our crosses as we follow Jesus and as we trust him. Once again, it is not simply enough to know about God. It is not simply enough to confess or to say, yes, I agree with this fact. But it, but it is another thing entirely, to experience Jesus. So I invite each and every one of you, be open to experiencing Jesus in your life this week. Jesus is going to touch your life. Jesus is going to impact your life in a way that you do not expect, but in a way that will be absolutely wonderful. Jesus is going to come to you in a way that you do not expect, but it will be in just the right way, in just the right time. What you have been praying for, what you have been hoping for, may not happen right away, but Jesus is go- But Jesus does remember you. He hears you. And he is going to answer you. Jesus is always with you. And he is going to touch your life and change your life. Be open to heaven breaking in upon you. Be open to the kingdom of Jesus breaking in upon you. Because that is what Jesus says. That, that, is, that is what Jesus says when he says, whatever you, loose, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus has already loosed his kingdom on us. Jesus has already loosed the power of heaven on us. Jesus has already loosed his life-changing power on us. Jesus has flung open the door. Jesus has flung open the doors of heaven, and he invites each and every one of us to come into his presence. Jesus has opened the doors of the kingdom of heaven, and he invites each and every one of us to come to him, to come to him to experience God in person jesus has also given us jesus has also given us just as he gave to his disciples he has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven he promises that he will build his church on he will build his church on the expression of knowing jesus personally that peter expresses that he the expression that he is the messiah the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is why we are here, not because we are members of one particular denomination or tradition, but because we believe in Jesus and we have experienced him personally. Jesus is the foundation and ground for everything we are and everything we do. Back in Jesus' time. The steward of the household was the one to whom the house keys were given. It is as if it, um, it was it was as if, like when we go on a vacation, and we entrust someone to watch our houses while we are gone, and we say and we say, here are the keys. Make sure my house is cared for, and make sure my house is protected. In the same way, until he comes again and is fully visible. Jesus has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. But he has not given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven to be where where our expectation is that we are stewards who lock up the house, who lock up the kingdom and who protect it keeping people out. That is what many people think being having the keys of the kingdom means is it means deciding who can come in and who should stay out but as i said last week to decide so is idolatry because it is putting ourselves in the place of god we are given the keys of the kingdom of heaven precisely to fling them open and invite everyone in to invite everyone into the presence of jesus to invite everyone to experience and know him personally just as we have known and and experienced him personally ourselves we are called to open to 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 use the keys of the kingdom of heaven to fling open the doors of the kingdom of heaven so everybody can come into jesus presence and be changed in a in a life-changing power and a life-changing experience by him We are called to bring people in, not turn people away, and not keep people out. We are called to be Jesus' servants, not his enforcers. We are called to be Jesus' presence, not his police. We are called to be Jesus' presence, not his punishers. We do not know what God is really doing. And so we cannot determine whether what God God is doing in someone's life is, is really the right thing or not. It is our job simply to invite, to love, and to care. To do the work of the kingdom of inviting, loving, and caring in the name of Jesus and in the place of Jesus. That is once again what it means to demonstrate who Jesus is and to demonstrate Jesus, who is God, revealed in person. In everything we do, in everything we, in how we say and how we act, we personify Jesus just as he personifies God. And so our question is, how can we best represent Jesus how can we best demonstrate our belief in who Jesus is by demonstrating who He is? How can we let, help to let loose the kingdom of heaven on others just as it has been let loose on us? It is one thing to know about God, it is one thing to tell people about God, it is another thing entirely to experience God, and to let people experience God. And so, once again, we are to be open to experiencing God, and we are to be open to letting others experience experience God. God might use us this week to bring a special God experience to somebody, and we are always to be open to all such opportunities let us continue to experience god and let us continue to help others experience god and now may the peace of god which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in christ jesus our lord amen to subscribe to the weekly word Please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.